Hey, feisty friends. Welcome to the official trailer for the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast, a podcast where you will find trusted information for women who want to get the best from their bodies. Learn how to feel and perform your best. I am your host, Sarah Gross. One thing we've really noticed here at Feisty Media is that the fitness and sports industries have historically not done a great job of supporting women. A lot of the messaging we get is deeply flawed. It teaches us that our bodies are somehow wrong and then wants to sell us some kind of solution to our problems, like whether we're too big or too small or too wrinkly or our butts are too small and then our butts are too big. I mean, I can't even keep up with butt trends. Um, (laughs) And then add this to the fact that we know that between 2014 and 2020, only 6% of sports science studies, which is like, pause for a moment and think, like what is a sports science study? It's, It's the place where we study human potential and performance, and only 6% of those studies are done exclusively on women. Um, So really, it's telling us that we have an industry that really is not interested in women's physical potential. Add this to the fact that the gender pay gap in pro sports is absolutely monstrous. Girls are still dropping out of sports at twice the rate of boys. Because of the lack of studies, the effects of puberty, menopause, the menstrual cycle on exercise are not clearly understood. And when you add all these things up, we really have quite a big hill to climb as women. And once I sort of saw the size of the challenge, I knew I had to do something. And at Feisty Media, we knew we had to do something. This isn't just about sport or physical activity. The connection between being active and mental health is well established. The connection between sport and leadership is also well established. 80% of Fortune 500 female executives played competitive sport. And so for me, I had this a bit of a like Greta Thunberg moment, if you will. Like, since all of these things are true, like the lack of sports science studies, the industry that wants to sell us a bunch of crap that we don't need, you know, girls dropping out of sport, like add all these things up. And really, what better way to spend my life than to try to make this better? And so we decided to, at Feisty, we looked at who we are and the community that we have around us. And we said, how can we make a difference? And so we decided that since we were fairly well connected to experts like Dr. Stacy Sims and other folks, that we could help bring quality information and vetted information to women who actually want to learn how to perform and how to thrive. And we do this in a couple of ways. So one of those ways is through our Feisty Women's Performance Summit, a virtual summit at the end of March. We're heading into our second year here. And the second way now is this podcast. And I should add that the podcast isn't just for people who identify as athletes. I know there's a lot of women who like to stay active through their lives and don't really necessarily consider themselves athletes. So when we use the word performance, we mean performance for every woman. Um, Whether you want to do your first 5K or whether you just are someone who likes to spend some time walking every day, or if you're someone who is going to CrossFit competitions every weekend. This podcast is for all of those people because really we're right at the beginning of finding quality information for women and anyone who wants to stay active 
will find something for them here. Since our goal at Feisty Media is to create an empowering culture for active women, this podcast is part of how we will reach that goal. So each week I will be speaking with experts, athletes, change makers, and other leaders as we mine out good information for women who want to thrive. So what I want to do is bring together all the people who share our desire to be physically and mentally our best selves. Also those who want to be part of the change making process or who want to help send the elevator back down for the girls um, who will become the leaders of the next generation. At Feisty, we sort of take a multidisciplinary, if you will, approach to women's performance because we think it's important to take a broad view on how we help ourselves and others. So our four pillars of women's performance are physiology, nutrition, mental health, and culture. So each week I will find experts in each of these spaces or folks with great life experiences, lived experiences, um, who can really have in-depth conversations so that we can learn from each other. Oh, and I just realized I forgot to introduce myself. So it's probably best to leave this part to last. So I am Sarah Gross. I have a PhD in women's history, which really taught me to think critically around the concept of gender in our culture. One of my professors, one of the most important things I learned during my PhD was from a professor who taught me to look at anything, like to look at the way any institutional structure or any set of rules or any race or gym or any company, which I now run, is set up and say, who does this serve? And if the answer is not what you want it to be, like if you're only serving a certain demographic, you need to change. And so I kind of love that as like a critical thinking lens on how we think about almost anything, right? You could think like a Netflix show, who does this serve? Or a podcast, who does this serve? I was also a professional Ironman triathlete for 14 years. And it it took me from the first time I saw the signs that I could have the physical ability to win Ironman. It took me 10 years to eventually win. And eventually I did win two races. And, you know, part of that process when I look back was definitely... Or part of the reason it took so long was definitely because I didn't have good information about how to train with my cycle. And I would often end up, you know, with late periods and not being able to tell when my period was coming. And then, of course, when I rested for a race, it would come. And often I would hit race day on a day that just was like the worst day hormonally to be racing. So I think there's like, that's just one example. There are a lot of things in my career that looking back, I think, you know, I could change this for someone coming up behind me. And I I don't think that the kind of information that we're now mining out from studies that are being done, it it's not just applicable to an elite athlete. Like sure, as an elite athlete, it would have made a difference even to my own like ability, financial ability to support myself and my family during my career. But I think for all of us, like who wants to, like people just want to feel better, right? If there are ways that we can feel better during our entire hormone cycle, like let's learn them, (laughs) you know? And then in the final couple of years of my career, I was part of a movement to try to get equal slots for the female pros at the Ironman World Championship in Kona. And when we asked the, like Ironman is a corporation that runs the sport, you know, when we asked them for equal slots, we, we actually 
thought naively that they were going to say yes. Like who wouldn't give equal slots to women? It seems crazy. Um, But they told us no. And for me, that was a massive eye opener around some of the cultural baggage that we have around sport, who deserves a spot at the world championship, who deserves to be paid millions of dollars to play pro sports, or even who deserves the best infrastructure as a child in order to participate. On another occasion, um, I was excluded from a sports science study because it was just common practice to exclude women because our periods and our hormone cycles were considered messy. So like I was told, this particular study put out a sh- put a shout out saying that they wanted folks who could run, I think it was like a certain speed for 10K. And because I was training at elite, as an elite athlete, I could run that. So I volunteered for the study because I needed a little extra money. And I don't think they even thought through the fact that they might get women applying because it didn't say on the application, like, are you a dude? <laughs> but yeah. And so then they, they turned me away because I was messy. I guess I'm getting all my venting out now, but I've got one more story. <laughs> so I am a historian. I did read ancient Greek texts and one day, nothing to do with sport, but one day when I was looking up something for my PhD, I stumbled across some of the old Greek texts about the original Olympic Games held at Olympia in Greece. And I like, I read, I started reading some of those texts and was like absolutely flabbergasted. So like those original games were just for men. There was one account that said that um, women could not attend under the threat of death. And like really a lot of our sports heritage comes is has been built on those kinds of assumptions so it's no wonder we're having a little moment now where it's just like we're grappling our way up a hill and finding a space for us to belong and so that's like just right back to like our goal at feisty media like to help change and create a new culture that is more inclusive for women And it's not all bad news. So there was actually also, this is a little known story. There was actually an ancient games for women. Um, It was a festival in honor of the goddess Hera, who was Zeus's wife. And um, it was just for unmarried women because like unmarried women were allowed to do things that married women weren't. (laughs) That's a whole other thing to unpack. But yeah, it's uh, so like, in that way, like there were, the reason I like to connect to those historical pieces is that there was someone there and there were women there who were like, we would like our own festival and started a festival. I think it, I think they say festival, but I think it was mostly just a foot race. So like all the unmarried women would have a, would have a foot race. And so even in the ancient world, there was this understanding that like women deserved some level of access to sport and physical activity and competition. Um, so I would like to, to see us as continuing that tradition. Okay, I've talked enough. I think this is going to be a three minute trailer and now I'm on to the 12th minute. But anyway, I am so excited to launch this podcast. I really want to take everyone on a journey with me. Like I am on this journey too, where I'm going to talk to people, ask hard questions and figure out exactly what kind of information we can use to improve our physical performance. Again, whether that's like something as simple as a 5K or an Ironman triathlon. Thank you all for listening to this extra long trailer. I love you for being here and I'm stoked to get started. So I will see you at our live launch event on January 31st. Um, We have some great guests lined up for that, including Dr. Stacey Sims, 
myself, Celine Yeager, who is the host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast, and Jamila Gail Eggins from Feisty Media, who is our community innovator. So we're going to be having a conversation about women's performance on Monday, January 31st. See you there. And while I'm at it, do not forget to subscribe. So if you have not subscribed already to this podcast feed, just hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. And that will make sure that you have the new episodes every week, not just the ones where I'm rambling on for 13 minutes, but the ones where we're talking to leading experts on a variety of topics.